It is Thursday, August 12th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who hasn't been around tree sap in weeks because lumber goo is not an option. J.P. <laughs> Shatrick! Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday afternoon as the Jaguars get ready for the Cleveland Browns in preseason week one. That's coming up Saturday night at 7 o'clock. We've got a busy show ahead. In fact, two hours coming up on Jaguars Happy Hour. Preseason week one is here. Finally, some football or something close to football Saturday night at TIAA Bank Field. The quarterback conversation is hot today. We'll hear from head coach Urban Meyer coming up. And he had some things to say before practice today about the quarterback time. He didn't announce a starter yet for Saturday night's game. We'll hear from Sirius XM radio host Jim Miller at 415, former Jags quarterback. He wore number 12 in 1997, but not for long. Jeff Lagerman at 4.30 will join us. And then we'll have a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Radio Network. That's at 5 o'clock, including a preview of our Publix Tailgate Show interview with cornerback Shaquille Griffin. And he's got a surprise for the fans uh, wearing number 26 uh, if you have those jerseys. If you don't, you might want to get those. News of the day, Jaguars back on the practice field Thursday. The preparation continues for the preseason opener against those Cleveland Browns head coach Urban Meyer before practice was asked about the quarterback situation coming up Saturday night. Well, we'll finalize that tonight. I asked uh, Shadi and Bevin, but they'll both play. Um, a lot of it's who's going to be behind. Uh, you know, we just want to make sure we have uh, protect both those quarterbacks, but both will play. It sounds like a little bit uh, what happens in the offensive line could affect that, but both will play. He was not ready to name a starter. He said they'll have meetings tonight to truly determine who at least runs out of the tunnel first and onto the field. They'll both play, as you, you heard Overmeyer say there. After practice, Trevor Lawrence said he isn't worried much about the playing time. The plan is the same for him going into the game. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm going to play, so that's just – if I know I'm going to play, I'm going to be prepared, and, and that's the way I'm looking at it. So uh, how much, don't really don't really know for sure. Um, sure, a fair amount. So just going to be ready for, for whatever I have. I know me and Gardner will, will play. We'll hear a little later from Trevor Lawrence deeper and his knowledge of the playbook so far in this Jaguars offense as the, uh, the rookie quarterback gets ready for his first opportunity in Jaguars' teal. We did hear from earlier this week offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. He said Lawrence is in a fantastic spot when it comes to learning the offense. Trevor's done well. You know, he had – there was two days in there. You know, we, we, we moved him back a little bit, and uh, I think he responded. I think it's – you know, like I've told you guys, he's he's really into it. It's really super important to him. Uh, he's, he's working hard every day. He, you know, Brian Schottenheimer is doing a hell of a job with him. So, uh, he's, he's in good hands that way. Uh, but uh, the last couple days, like the last – four, um, you know, you can kind of see him continue to make that climb again. There was a little bit of hang-up early in camp, maybe about not a hang-up, that might be too aggressive of a statement, but uh, sixth or seventh practice or so, Daryl Bevel said, you know what, it might have piled up on him a little bit today. Some of the installation, doing it over and over again, kind of caught up with him. They, they weren't as crisp in practice. Some of the alignments were off. Well, they've gone back and retraced their steps, it feels like, a few times in getting this offense together, and you hear the confidence there from the offensive coordinator. By the way, Bevel will be in the press box, in the coach's box, throughout the season. He'll have communication with Urban Meyer on the field 
Brian Schottenheimer will be on the field offensively as well, getting the plays in to whatever quarterback is wearing the uh, coach-to-quarterback uh, communication system in their helmet. Well, the other quarterback, of course, at, at least of note in this conversation right now, is Gardner Minshew II. His performance in camp has really impressed head coach Urban Meyer. I didn't know Minshew. I knew his coach very well, Mike Leach. And, and you know, I, to say we didn't, you know, I don't say we got off to a bad start, but I just didn't see very much of him. Uh, but he's earned my respect. I love that guy. He's a he's a warrior competitor. He's a fights. He's a fighter. I, I told him that. I, I just got great respect for Minshew. Yeah, and he has had a, a solid camp. I think that's a, probably a, a best way to say it. And Urban Meyer told him in the past that hey, you're going to give you an opportunity. And and Minshew said as such a little while back when he spoke with the media, that's all I asked of them, and that's what they've given me, an opportunity. And he's been out there a lot. They've been alternating reps with the first-team offense throughout training camp, and I'm sure that'll be the case at least tomorrow night. Now, what the future holds, who knows? It feels like he's been the most consistent of the other three quarterbacks that aren't named Trevor Lawrence in training camp so far. Uh, does that mean he sticks around as if, if Trevor Lawrence wins the job, if you will? Does he stick around? It, does that value increase and then moves are made down the line? Can't speculate that here. But either way, it's good to have multiple quarterbacks having good camps that is allowed that's just fine and that uh, we'll see what trevor lawrence and uh, gardner Minshew the second have in mind tomorrow night now up front it's a big storyline this week the offensive line for the jaguars all five guys of course return for the 2021 season cam robinson on the left side the left tackle spoke with the media wednesday and he was asked about walker little he says he has a good relationship with walker little that's about all he had to say though he did talk a lot about the culture that head coach Urban Meyer has instilled here in Jacksonville and is familiar to his old college days. Uh, yeah, it was exciting. Um, you know, I think that's huge. Um, you guys, guys who, who, who've done it before, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you just mentioned, the winning culture, and I know he comes from that, and that's all he would, that's all he would accept. So um, I think that, that was big for me, and I think that's big for the whole organization. Um, just, I think the approach to the not accepting nothing but anybody's best um, if it's not if it's not up to his standard, then it's unacceptable. If it's not up to you know what I'm saying what we're trying to get done, then it's, it's not acceptable, and it won't be accepted. Yeah, it won't be accepted here. It's uh, that's the way things have changed a bit uh, with Urban Meyer at the helm. Of course, Cam Robinson played at Alabama under Nick Saban. Similar mindset there, so uh, he's used to this type of. Uh, coaching and philosophy and when you walk in the building every day and especially when you're on that run on that practice field you better be ready to give everything you have well he knows that anyway and certainly in a one-year deal for cam robinson 13.7 million dollars guaranteed in this franchise tag deal that he signed the one-year fully guaranteed deal they did draft walker little behind him uh, little has not had any reps at least that we've seen with the first team offense as of yet they have been cross-training little, some left tackle earlier in camp. This past week or so has been playing a lot of the right side. But then uh, the last day or two, little has moved back to the left side. In the, uh, in the, uh, the first uh, depth chart that came out in the game release earlier this week, Walker Little is listed as a left tackle behind Cam Robinson for what it's worth. Of course, all jobs are uh, up as a competition in training camp, at least this early in training camp with about a month away 
actually a month today away from the start of the regular season. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball and plenty of thoughts on that side. A lot of change over there, a lot of new faces for this Jags defense. A face coming back from last season, though, hoping for a step up as defensive end and outside linebacker Caleb on chase on. And boy, he's excited about this new defense and what that could mean for the team and himself in the season ahead. We rolling out there, it's fast, man. We come in from all different types of ways and like this defense, it's a, it's a lot of confidence coming in and just, I feel like just what's different about this shit, like we all kind of trusting each other as far as uh, like everybody's kind of trusting that, that I'm gonna do my job. I know Shaq gonna do his job, Josh gonna do his job. So it's kind of, it's getting fun out there. And then, you know, especially when you competing out there and you making plays and you're going against the number one pick who don't look like no more, look like a pro already. So it's like, when you rush and hurry back, get to the quarterback, man, Josh trying to compete, get back there, and he throwing dimes. It's like, dang, come on. <laughs> but it's fun, though. Like, you know, just being in his defense and just being in his atmosphere right now is fun. Caleb on Chazon is listed as a first string outside linebacker on the initial game release this week, opposite of Josh Allen on the other side. Joe Schobert, Miles Jack are the Mike and Will linebackers, respectively. And it would be nice to see uh, Chazon step up and, and step into a, a bigger role this season. Maybe a change in that defense a little bit with an opportunity to stand up. He has that athletic ability to, to chase some guys down the field if he needs to, go out and coverage a little bit. Uh, but boy, if he can get to, to the passer with that speed he has around the edge and standing up, and that's kind of his game, or it was at LSU at least, get back to that. That wasn't the case last year for Chazon. A little bit of a disappointing, well, for everyone, it was a disappointing season a year ago, but certainly for Caleb on Chazon, who uh, tried to fight through his rookie season. Now he's ready to take that next step. Coming up a little later in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, we're going to hear from Shaquille Griffin and the, the corner who's now in his uh, fourth, uh, now fifth NFL season, rather. He came in as a free agent from the Seattle Seahawks. And he loves the Urban Meyer mentality and the, the idea of Urban being on the field as early as he is every day and trying to take an opportunity to go visit with most every player he can as they walk out on the field and set the tone for the day. And we'll hear uh, Shaquille Griffin's thoughts on those conversations. And he'll give us a little insight to what he and Urban discuss on nearly a daily basis before practice begins on the Dreamfinders Homes practice complex. So we're looking forward to that. That'll come up a little bit later in our preview of Sunday's conversation or Saturday night's conversation rather in the public's tailgate show. Plenty ahead. We are off and running on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll come back in a moment with Jim Miller, Sirius XM radio host, former Jaguars quarterback for a very, very short time and get his thoughts what the Jaguars are up to these days. Jeff Lagerman coming up at 4.30 today. Season tickets, single game tickets, group tickets. You can be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Plenty ahead on Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern pit barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing workforce solutions companies in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI has the resources necessary to scale with any enterprise, yet they are small enough to maintain the agility, personal service, and remarkable experience they've become known for over the past three decades. This is your workforce and your business reimagined. Visit CSICompanies.com to learn more. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America. Because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on auto source incorporated data obtained on 10 Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it's on the players to hold each other accountable. And I wish I did that more when I was here, right? Uh, I wish I was more accountable to my teammates, telling guys that they weren't working hard to work harder. And if, it, if, and if he didn't like it, that's okay, right? Um, you guys have a, a great nucleus of guys that can do some great things here. This city deserves it. You guys are working your butts off and watching. I've been to 10 training camps so far. I haven't seen a camp like this ever. Right? I haven't seen guys compete like you guys. Uh, I was actually telling there's some camps, I'm like, no one of these teams are going eight and eight, right? No one of these teams are going seven and nine or whatever the new the new record will be. But the way you guys are working, you gotta keep doing that. Right? That's how you win games. You gotta work hard constantly. You gotta hold each other accountable. That is Maurice Jones Drew. 
breaking down the Jaguars after practice earlier this week. He was in with NFL Network and addressed the team right after the workout. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. Veterans, choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Choose a Visit choose.va.gov. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick with you on Jaguars Happy Hour. Great to hear from Mojo there. His uh, interview with Ashwin Sullivan available on Jaguars.com currently. And uh, he said it was great to visit with him the other day, by the way. He hasn't been over here in a long, long time to see the Jaguars. Uh, it sounds like he, you know, if this London game continues, which it sounds like it's on track still, he will be with the team in some capacity over there for some events around the game. That would be good news. Uh, I know he's excited. He's done a lot of work in the U.K. on television over the last year or so with the BBC, so uh, I, I'm sure he's looking forward to that. Also is the analyst for Los Angeles Rams Radio on a, daily base, or on a weekly basis in the booth and um, is, of course, the Jaguars' career leader in touchdowns, 81 career touchdowns, 68 rushing touchdowns, also a franchise record. Let's hear from another Jaguar. He doesn't have any Jaguar records because he played only a very short piece of the 1997 season. And, in fact, he didn't even get in a game. But he's Jim Miller from Sirius XM Radio, who was here at camp today, uh, was a quarterback with a number of different teams in the NFL, the Steelers, the Jags, Falcons, Bears for a little while, the Buccaneers and the Patriots. His last year in the league was 2004, had some time in Europe as well. He's currently the Bears preseason television analyst. He's headed back to Chicago tomorrow to check out the Bears preseason opener, but he had plenty of thoughts about the Jaguars organization, Urban Meyer, and the quarterback position here in Jacksonville. So let's get to it. The uh, Jaguars have a new head coach in Urban Meyer settling in. He's super consistent in his message. He'll never deviate, whether it's in media, in front of the team. You know, he has those standards of excellence, and I'm, I'm curious, everybody is, if that can translate to the NFL. So far, it feels like the guys have bought in. Yeah, I think uh, he's an artful communicator. I think he's very good at it. Uh, you know, just even noticing out here at practice, you know, he's a very hands-on coach. You know, anybody uh, that I saw, like I listed three guys, he had Ozigbo, uh, who he called on. They were doing some shed blocking drills where he was hands-on from there. Chappelle, the linebacker, uh, as well, had Chark out there. So he's, and he's almost, it's almost like the price is right. He calls him out like, come on down, you're next up. You know, I'm going to coach you up and do some things with you. And part of it is getting to know the players, and I'm sure he's, he's getting to know all these guys right now, and they're going to have some difficult decisions because they're, you know, I, I think it's competitive across the board here. I, I really do. I think everybody's got a clean slate from the players that were here and the players that they brought in, whether it's through free agency, and there's a lot of them now. They're obviously going to get opportunities here, and they know there's some open spots, and it's a clean slate for all. Urban even this morning said they're still a quarterback competition, and that would be the case going in maybe all the way to week one against Houston. Do you buy it? Um, no, I, I agree with it. I think that they're they're ultimately going to make a decision. I think everybody just kind of by default thinks it's going to be Trevor Lawrence is, is going to get in there. But you can't just throw the kid to the wolves. You know, uh, Daryl Bevel, who I know well, I played against him in college and know him as a coach. You know, they're going to know where he's at. Can he protect himself? Can he, you know, does he understand the blitzes, the hot routes, the audibles, all those things? And that's going to show itself. So I think, you know, for coach, I don't know why uh, – any coach would just declare the position open, especially when you've got a young guy uh, coming in. You know, I give the example of, of Wilson up there for the, for the New York Jets. Unfortunately, Greg Knapp passes away 
and they really, that kid's not insulated right now. There's not a veteran around him that has really played, and it's a young team that uh, have, have a lot of competitive spots. I think it's much better here for Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's got to show all those things and not just throw them to the Wolves. If, he, if he's earned the position, when he's ready to play, he'll, he'll get out there, and obviously that's a credit to Gardner Minshew to really come out and compete, and he hasn't conceded anything, and he's making it in a competitive room for Trevor Lawrence. Is the future of, if it goes Trevor Lawrence's way, does Gardner Minshew stick around here as the backup? Does he have value elsewhere in the league? How do you see his value? Well, you know, you listen to Urban Meyer. He said, hey, this isn't a four-year plan. It's a one-year plan. And I would think Gardner comes in with the most experience that, God forbid, if Trevor were to go down to injury, I think Gardner gives you a better chance to win. And no offense to C.J. Beathard. He has played uh, from his standpoint, but to me, Minshew's a physical upgrade uh, to him. So to me, I think there's value in keeping Minshew here. You lift out Jake Luton, the yeah. young you, like young Luton. arm guy. He's a project, though. It's going to take a little more time. Yeah, no, I like Jake Luton. He's got a big arm. Again, he got his feet wet last year, wasn't ready from that standpoint. So he's still marinating. So they're going to have, a, obviously, a decision to make about the backup. But I think if Trevor were to go down, if he is the starter, I think Minshew definitely gives you an opportunity where you're going to be competitive in games. Jim Miller with us from Moving the Chains on Sirius XM Radio Channel 88 NFL Radio. All right, offensive line continuity. All five starters are back. They've added Walker Little. They've got some projects on the interior they're working on the last couple years also. But having that continuity and the offensive line coach back says a lot about that group that there was some positive performance up front, especially in the run game a year ago. Yeah, I really like the offensive line here, like you said, because they played together. You're, you're, a lot of teams don't have five guys coming back uh, like that. And, you know, for Cam, I think we knew if, if everything were to play out right, he plays this year under the franchise tag, and you'd like to think Walker Little has the opportunity. It sounds like Walker's been very competitive this camp. He's, I've worked with uh, or I've talked to uh, a former NFL offensive of line coach, Paul Alexander, and he actually knows this kid very well. Uh, he's very competitive. He thinks he's going to be a, a really a top-tier player uh, in the NFL. But, again, until he's ready, I think he'll be in that swing tackle spot. And then just like that like, nice process of maturation that maybe he steps in next year. And, and we'll see how it plays out. But they drafted a very good offensive lineman here. we got Cam Robinson on the yeah. one-year franchise deal, $13.7 million. And, and he bristled a bit the other day when we was asked about Walker Little. But that's what competition's about. Yeah, I mean, and it's across the, the NFL. And, you know, Cam's got a lot on the line. He knows he's got to go out there and prove it from his standpoint. Maybe this is his home if, if he really shows out and pulls out the, the way he's uh, capable of doing. But if the price tag gets too high, you know, you have, supposedly you're, you got a guy who's ready to supplant him, who I think is going to be a very good offensive lineman when it's all said and done. Jim Miller with us from Sirius XM Radio. Defensively, this whole thing is brand new. Joe yeah. Cullen comes in, his first opportunity as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. He's coming from that Baltimore system. He said they're going to blitz from all over. They'll have yeah. guys in different packages. So I guess Baltimore's scheme is probably the closest to this, you'd say? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a hybrid. And obviously when you, when you sign guys who I know well, Roy Robertson-Harris, he's a very versatile defensive lineman. He's an ascending uh, player. And then, like you said, with guys you got on the edge with McCray, uh, you look at Josh Allen, unfortunately for him, he missed some time last year, expecting big things in terms of the pass rush. You got good, beefy interior defensive linemen like Hamilton. And Roy Robertson-Harris, to me, 
he's such a good athlete, he can line up in a lot of different places. So I think Joe Cullen's going to manipulate that a little bit. Typically, that's what Baltimore's done. They've dealt with some hybrid uh, type of situations and a lot of different looks. But you got to have the corners to cover. Need C.J. Henderson to, to obviously be healthy. And Shaq Griffin, I think this was a nice home. That's a nice signing here from, from the outside from that standpoint. But C.J., obviously getting him up and going is going to be a big part of it because you can only blitz if you've got guys on the back end who can really deal with that man coverage. What was Roy Robertson Harris's highlight in Chicago? It, it felt like the Bears the last couple of years just kind of kept having him around and he kept yeah. getting better and better. But uh, now was his chance to come get a big free agent paycheck. Well, like I said, I think he's an ascending player. The, the problem for him is Bilal Nichols has really jumped as well. But when Roy Robinson Harris, every time he got in the game, he flashed. He was making plays, tackles for loss, would get sacks here, hits on, on the quarterback, was versatile where they could move him around. Because people don't understand, he, when he came out of college, he had a big weight fluctuation, what he was asking. He's kind of transformed his body and has worked hard. And I think he's going to excel down here in Jacksonville, just specifically with what Joe Cullen is going to ask him to do with his versatility. Final thought with you. What's the win-loss totals this year oh, for the Jags? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at it, I think it's obviously going to be better than last year. I really believe that. I think they'll be able to run the football. You've got versatile athletes at the receiver position, like what they'll be able to do with ATN, even if he lines up in the slot. I think he's almost like a James White player, but he's more explosive where you can get the home run uh, touchdown from that standpoint. But, yeah, I, I, I think we know this is a, a process. Urban has probably never had a losing record. I know that for a fact in college. It may sting a little bit, but you're hoping eight and eight, but you know, or I shouldn't say that, eight and nine because now there's a 17th game. But I'm hoping if they can make that jump where they're they're in that seven to eight win uh, terrier, I think you're you're looking at a success. Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio Channel 88. Good to catch up with him today on the practice field as the Jaguars continue their preparation. Yet yeah, Roy Robertson Harris, he had a firsthand look in Chicago the last few years at him and. It was great to hear his thoughts on uh, what Robertson Harris could bring, and I think we've seen that early in camp as well. There have been some moments where that big fella in the middle or toward the interior steps up and, and makes some plays on defense. Let's see it in, in some real games coming up, maybe a little bit in the preseason, but that's a good sign. And, uh, you know, Roy Robertson Harris so far is right there at the number one spot at defensive end on the depth chart that came out the other day. So, He's slated as a starter as it stands right now on the defensive line. Uh, and then his thoughts on Travis Etienne, quite interesting. James White was a comparison maybe that Etienne could be like in the NFL, how they could use him uh, out of that backfield spot. Uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing what ETN can bring. By the way, uh, we're going through depth charts. Uh, ETN is third on the depth chart currently. James Robinson or Carlos Hyde are number one. And then it's ETN and Dario Gunbowale, Ozigbo, Cottrell are down there as well. Plenty ahead. We'll come back in a moment. Jeff Logman, Jaguars analyst, joining us. Check out the official Jaguars podcast network, a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. We've got this show every Thursday. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks, Jags Drive Time. Give us that five-star rating. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com your family isn't like anyone else's your home shouldn't be either at dreamfinders homes you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30 plus communities in northeast florida choose from luxury single family homes or maintenance free townhomes from the 200s dreamfinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle to find out more call 904-738-0165 or visit dreamfindershomes.com the Land Rover Defender story began with the simple thought of creating an exceptionally capable off-road vehicle, becoming the go-anywhere, do-anything, all-terrain machine. Today, there's a new Land Rover Defender, the toughest and most advanced Land Rover vehicle ever. From the beginning, Land Rover knew the new Defender was capable of great things. Motor Trend's 2021 SUV of the year is just the latest example. Test drive the new Land Rover Defender today at Land Rover Jacksonville on Atlantic Boulevard or go to LandRoverJacksonville.com. Land Rover, above and beyond. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual. Ensuring those who serve. Veterans, you may have earned a variety of VA benefits. Did you know VA can help you further your education and pursue professional training? The Home Loan Guarantee Program can help you buy, repair, or adapt a home. VA provides housing support if you find yourself homeless or at risk of homelessness. And don't forget world-class health care. Learn more about these and other VA benefits. Visit choose.va.gov. If something's been hurting, aching, or bothering you, don't ignore it any longer. It's time to take care of your health again. It's time to make an appointment with a Baptist Health primary care doctor or specialist. Call 904-202-4U to schedule a virtual visit or see a doctor in person at a Baptist Health location. The time for better health is here. Call 904-202-4YOU or visit GetBetterJacks.com. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just met with uh, most, really the whole, all the units on the team. And, and uh, I think to be fair, uh, what's the expectation? And the expectation is I want a clean game. You know, we spent an amount of, inordinate amount of time on fundamentals of the game. Um, and I expect a winner mentality, winner mentality that every play, you know, the, the reality is that there's people across from you trying to take your job. You're trying to, you know, you're in, some of these guys are in survival mode. And I respect that. And so how do we, you know, we, we're going to back off a lot of the twos and threes. They're going to play a majority of the game, 40 plus plays, to get their legs back because a lot of guys are blown out right now. So. A clean game, taking care of the football, uh, hustling on and off the field. 
Um, and then competitors, every grade, every play is going to be graded, and you either win the rep or you lose the rep. And that's, I'm hoping you see a, a real competitive group Saturday. That's head coach Urban Meyer this morning before practice. His expectations for Saturday night's preseason opener, the Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns coming up. J.P. Shadrick on Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars analyst Jeff Logaman joining us. And good afternoon, Logs. It is a good afternoon. It is. Yeah, it was uh, a good practice today, another spirited practice, but a no-padded practice. A little surprising. That's the first thing you said when I saw you when we walked out of the know, practice field together. What in the world well, are they I mean, doing look, look, out and here? Urban just talked <laughs> about why, because uh, the guy's legs are kind of shot, and he's talking about the twos and the threes and the fours to some extent. Those guys are going to get a lot of reps. And, I, and, I, and I, I've always been a big believer in this, but it didn't mean that the coaches that I played for were on the same page as me because that wasn't their job to be on the same page as me. But mm-hmm. I was always a big believer in that you've got to let the players rest because if you really want to have an accurate uh, accounting of what their abilities are, then why not get them and their bodies ready to show you what they can do, what they really can do, not when they're fatigued and their camp legs are weary but when they're at their best and they're fresh and ready to go, because is that not the situation that you want to have them perform in at the end of the day? If it's really all about the players and increasing their value and making sure things are great all around, well, you know, it, that that's part to of that too. And, and right. to kind of people, a lot of people might be out there saying, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Well, to, to give you a comparison and go back to the Coughlin era, he was always about get the work in, get the work in, get the work in. And then we never really backed off prior to the preseason games early on in the preseason. He backed off a little bit when we got into the regular season. And so the I, I always thought that the evaluation was a little bit slanted because the players weren't fresh to play a game. Like when we went to the, the Hall of Fame game in 1995, I mean, our legs weren't fresh underneath of us at all. <laughs> you know, so how do you really know what a guy can do if, if he wasn't even fresh and ready to go in a game-type situation? So I like Urban's way of thinking here. Because that is the evaluation that you want. I mean, you want to be able to look at guys in, in a game setting because I've seen too many guys that were all Duval and then couldn't make the All-State team. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you mean, it sounds like. Uh, you know, it, it brings up another conversation, too, about the approach to the, rate, the, the preseason games this year. In the past, of course, at least in the recent past, there have been four preseason games. Back in the old days, it was six or seven if you're in the Hall of Fame game, all that. That's a long time ago. Now down to three with basically you have two weeks from the final preseason game to the first regular season game with the final cut in there after on that Tuesday after the Sunday game. That is a lot of time, and how do you manage – reps and playing time every it feels like there are a lot of different strategies at least in week one I don't think there's any clear-cut formula that's the that's better than one or another I think everything really needs to be patterned or custom fit to your football team if you've got a young football team and it needs reps and this team is a perfect example of that then I think you give them reps if you have a football team that's veteran then you give them just enough to maybe tune up. Look at what Andy Reid's talking about doing with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's talking about having Patrick Mahomes play a quarter or something close to it in the first preseason game. About that. Now, what Must be healthy. The, well, what will yeah. the approach be? Because here's the thing. In the last couple of years, it's been kind of vogue to not play guys at all. And there's some guys I think that you could probably take that approach with. 
do you need to find out if A.J. Can is going to be a good right guard or a solid right guard? I, I know that. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, do, do I know that Leonard's going to be okay at center? Yeah. yeah, I got a pretty good idea. Now, they might have a personal, hey, we want to get just get flowing at least one game just to get some something. You know, well, I think you Calais get, was a little bit like that. I want to get a little bit of something done in a couple of games. I'm a big believer in that you should get reps. I'm not a yeah. big believer. I'm not, a, I'm not in on the train that says don't play your guys in the preseason at all. But with the three preseason games, a lot of people are saying, well, will the third preseason game become what the fourth preseason game used to be where nobody plays? Well, no, you've got two weeks to be able to have off between the last preseason game and the the first regular season game. So I think there's no approach that's right. I'm a big believer in that you've got to give guys some just to get them ready, especially the younger they are, the more they need. But you don't overdo it either. Uh, if you know a guy can play, because, you know, part of this process of the preseason is also about evaluation. It's an aid to allow the personnel people and the coaches to say, this is our 53. And if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, you don't need to overdo it as well. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, it's Jaguars happy hour on a Thursday afternoon, preseason week one. The Jags and the Browns coming up this Saturday night. So, Coach Lagerman – how long will Trevor Lawrence play? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, if, if it were me making the decision, if I'm Coach Lagerman, I'm, I'm probably having him play a quarter, quarter and a half maybe. That long? Sure, sure. Alternating with Minshew with the ones? It feels like well, they're both going to get time. Here, I think – and here, here's the thing. I want to have Trevor Lawrence out there with my number one offensive line. That's me. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, and Urban earlier today kind of hinted at that in one of his answers about playing time. They're both going to play, got to see about what up front and all that. Didn't really go all the way with that answer, but sure. it felt like he was going that direction. Yeah, I, I would, for me, I would like to have him protected. Yeah, and, well, yeah. And the best way to protect him is to play him with that number one offensive line. Now, there's some guys maybe that you could sub in and out of there. For example, if, if uh, Linder, for example, goes out, Shatley's in – that doesn't worry me. He started so many uh, games. Yeah, Tyler Shatley's a good football yeah. player. You know, so if if uh, Walker Little comes out at left tackle or goes in at left tackle and Cam Robinson comes out, that doesn't worry me. It doesn't. No, I'm the guy just, hasn't played a snap in the league. Yet, I don't though. care if he hasn't played a snap or not in the league. Watch, watch the guy practice. Okay, he's pretty good. Okay, so I mean, there's certain situations, but you know, and and who starts first and who starts second. And I'm sure the coaching staff is going to talk about that at some point tonight. I think is that what he, is that they what he said, said tonight. Yeah, They're they said today tonight. tonight. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, however that plays out is however it plays out. But I, I would just however it plays out, I want my number one offensive line with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this though, fans around here have been waiting a long, long time to hear the announcement of number sixteen, Trevor Lawrence, and him run out of that tunnel. I know they're probably going to run out as a team this, you know, as that goes these days, but. Uh, to see him run out and then run into the game first. That'll JP, be a, a fun uh, you moment. look, I, I'm with you. I want to hear his name announced because I want to be able to hear yeah. and feel yeah. the fan reaction mm-hmm. because it, I think it will be, if if it does happen, it will be something that's something that you'll remember. I mean, especially if we're talking about a player that we look back 10, 15 years from now and there's multiple Super Bowl participations and victories that are on the table and you sit there and you know, I remember that moment the first time he was ever announced. I mean, you'll – You'll go back to that moment. And so, yeah, I'd like to hear it too. You know, I'd like to hear it in a big way. And I can tell you this, 
uh, watching him in practice today, and JP, you've said it to me before, <laughs> and we've talked about yeah. this. You say that there's typically three or four balls that you see in practice, and you go, "Oh my God, uh, wow!" He had that one today. Yes, there was one did. of them. It was that deep ball, Marvin Jones. There was the Marvin Jones, and did he catch it? Did he not catch it? He the referee it. ruled that it was a catch, <laughs> but there are very few people on the planet that can make a throw like that. And I'm standing there with Pat Kerwin, okay, and Jim Miller, mm-hmm. and I just got done telling them your line about there's always a few throws in a did practice. Did you credit me with that line, or did uh, you just No, use I it? use it as my own. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but he makes the throw, and I turn to Jim and, and Pat, you know, and I've known those guys a long time. Yeah. Uh, Jim was a teammate for a short period of time, and Pat and I go back to 1989 with the Jets. And these are the guys that do uh, Sirius XM yep, NFL radio. That's right. We heard from Jim earlier. Yep. And Pat and Jim both turn and look at me and go, so that's obviously one of the throws that you're talking about that he makes every practice. I'm like, yeah, that, w- that was one it of counts. them. counts. Yeah, that was one of them. Put that one on the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, wow. You know, Pat Kerwin was, uh, was extremely impressed. And by the way, it was good catching up with those guys. Those two guys are good dudes. They do a good job on the radio. Too. They do. They Sirius do a good XM. job, and, and they call me up every now and again to go on when the Jaguars are good, which hasn't been <laughs> – my phone hasn't been ringing much lately. <laughs> but uh, but Pat Pat was brought on board a long time ago because at the time when I was in New York, he was working at Hofstra in some capacity and mm-hmm. then eventually uh, has a prominent role with, with the Jets. And then eventually – did some stuff with Pete Carroll, and and now he's doing radio. A good guy, great guy, and uh, and knows football. Uh, well, final thought in this uh, segment here. You know, the first depth chart came out, and there's always a lot of dissec- dissection of that uh, first depth chart and what it means and who's in the mm-hmm. and all these things. Now let's touch on offense. We'll get to defense coming up in just a little bit. I found it interesting that the running back room is James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. Right. And then it's uh, Travis Etienne along with Ozigbo in the third unit, if you will, and then Ogun Bawale and Cottrell at the very bottom. But the the Robinson Hyde or combo, I find that interesting. Um, I, first of all, Carlos Hyde's a veteran. Is he on par with James Robinson? No way. He's an eighth uh, eighth year pro. No way. I'll say he's in better shape than he was when he was here before. He's in much better shape, and I got look, and he's he's been good. Now he's been good wherever he's been, but yeah, after here, I'm just telling you, JP, he is not James Robinson. Okay. Okay. James Robinson is one of the better backs in the National Football League, and he's probably the fastest back to the line of scrimmage when the ball snapped. And I'm talking about from the time the ball is snapped to the running back crossing the line of scrimmage. There's not anybody faster okay. in the league than James Robinson. He doesn't waste any time. He plants and he's downhill fast. And James Robinson, to me, is the undisputed starter. And I think ETN is not. And maybe, and I'm just thinking out loud here. Mm-hmm. If I was wanting to find a way to push ETN, I might name Hyde and James Robinson as co-starters. Okay, just to kind of, you know, give him a little extra, huh? Just to let them know that, hey, hey look. you got some work to do. Yeah. Or put them three, but but putting them as behind the co-starters, maybe that'll give a little nudge. And I'm not saying that that's what the, that was the intent there. But let me ask you a question. Hit me. How many little drop passes have we seen out of Travis Etienne mm. in the last week? Mm, yeah. Not many. Oh, uh, we have. Have we? Yes, we have. 
There's okay. been there's been a, a, a number of them, I and mean, that's part of the consistency I think that they want to see out of him. Okay. But still, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a dynamic player, and, and the guy has, I'm talking game-breaking speed. But you got to catch it before you can show the game-breaking speed. And he's had a little bit of drops, and that is something that I think his concentration, the consistency still got to be there. But I think he is going to be a really good one. Yeah. Um, he's got to earn it, though. But uh, the other co-star is there, you got Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew yeah. as co-star. Like, and I've, I've said this before. I mean, for <laughs> me, it's, you know, it's Gardner Minshew is a, is a good backup. And I think that Trevor Lawrence is clearly, as uh, like we saw. And, and I made the comment to Pat today, and, uh, and, and I'm not trying to say this to be mean, but that pass that Trevor Lawrence threw, the deep one, mm-hmm. okay, to Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. if you gave – Gardner Minshew the opportunity to try to make that throw ten times. Can he make it? Can he make it ten times? No, 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 no. no. Can if he make you it? gave him ten can tries, he can he make that throw one time out of ten? I mean, I'd give him one. Yeah. It would be hard. It would be more difficult. Let's I'm, put it I'm, that and, way. and I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to be real. I'm just saying that Trevor Lawrence was a first overall, a consensus number one overall pick for a reason. Let's the say, guy has special talent. That's right. Lawrence has some arrows in the quiver that uh, Minshew just doesn't he have. He just doesn't have. And, and there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that because there might be things in Gardner Minshew's arsenal that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have. But, but that arm and the ability to make a throw like that, that, that's tremendous. We'll come back in a moment, Logs. Defensive talk. I want to get your thoughts on the defensive line and a couple of bunch of co-starters on defense mm. in this depth chart, too. Quite a few. Oh, yes. Quite a few, but and I, I have opinions. I'm sure you do, and we can't wait to hear them when we come back. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. No wonder it's the official truck of the NFL and proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone. 
like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America. Because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few, they're built for America. Ford SUVs, drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on auto source incorporated data obtained on 10520. Summer is the perfect time to update your home. It's the best savings of the year going on right now at Renewal by Anderson of Florida. Get 25% off replacement windows and patio doors. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. Find out more at rbafla.com. Renewal by Anderson, the official replacement window and door partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offer expires August 31st. Restrictions apply. Minimum purchase of three windows or patio doors required. License number CGC1527613. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars today, all Jaguars, all NFL, all the time, 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour, PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com and a busy schedule at Daly's Place, Lady A coming up August 20th. Chris Tomlin, Carrie Job, and the Bethel Music Tour, September 3rd. Rod Wave, September 9th. Sam Hunt, September 10th. Late September and October are jam-packed with shows. Visit dailiesplace.com for tickets. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're along with us. Another hour coming up at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars radio network of Jaguars Happy Hour. Plenty of discussion of the quarterback competition for the Jaguars coming up. But first, Logs, let's get to the injury report. Presented by Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Dylan Moses on the active non-football injury list. That feels like a longer-term situation. Maybe a project at linebacker for Moses. Uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Daniel Thomas still officially on. Taven Bryan was pulling some weight around behind him on the side today, it looked like. So he's on the way back. That's what Urban Meyer said, at least today, that maybe today's the last day to get him back off that list. And then Urban Meyer had some other updates this morning on players, a couple of guys out. DJ Chark, of course, with a finger fracture. He's out, and uh, Meyer said earlier he could be ready for, should be ready for week one. Left guard Andrew Norwell with an elbow issue. He will not play Saturday. Uh, another couple of guys he mentioned, Rudy Ford, the safety, with a lower body issue. There's a chance he could play Saturday. And then wide receiver Philip Dorsett II with a hamstring tightness possible to play on Saturday night. And he said, Logs, that everybody else is not listed here. Get ready to get some reps in. Yeah, that's uh, 
Uh, it's exciting you know, because about this time in camp, you're just chomping at the bit to finally face somebody else. I mean, you're, ti- <laughs> you're tired of get, uh, going against the same old guys, and it feels to get, to get to a little monotonous, and you got to kind of fight through camp. But, man, uh, when you get to the first preseason game, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. It's like, okay, now it's, it's time. To, it's showtime. Let's go. They've had some receivers kind of in and out the last week or so. They've had to sign some guys. So that was, a, a, you know, four or five days ago. So they've, had a, they've got a lot of receivers on the roster. Uh, right now, and they're they having do. to get get a lot of reps. Uh, let's talk defense now, Logs. And you know, we were we were going before the break, going through the the depth chart of there's three different positions with co-starters going into preseason week one, and this is one you mentioned a while back. Joe Schobert and Damian Wilson are listed as the starting Mike linebackers. Well, and and, and look, I think both of these guys are very capable. I, I think both of them are very capable at playing on first and second down. I think there might be a little bit of a slight edge to Joe Schobert once you get to third down. I think he has a little bit more speed. But, look, Joe Schobert's been a tackling machine for a long time, and Damian Wilson is physical. I mean, physical. He's, he's got too. He's bigger, he's more physical, and he has – the scheme probably already imprinted in his brain because he's he's been in it before. So it's a it's a good it's a good you know when, the more you have competition, just for example the left tackle com- position with Cam Robinson and Walker Little, competition is good man. And and the more you have it, the better off it's going to be. And I know there's a couple other positions at cornerback. There's a couple co-starters in Sidney Jones, who is a veteran guy coming back from an injury. And then the second-round pick, Tyson Campbell, yeah. who um, he should be the, a Marvel superhero called the Shadow because the guy can run and he's right in the hip pocket of wide receivers playing man. I mean, he's that good. The Shadow. He, I mean, seriously, that would really? be a cool name for him. Is that copyrighted? Uh, I don't think so, but we should rush out and do it real quick. <laughs> I think we could do that online right now. No, maybe. but I, seriously, I think I would. I, if he's I, that if good. I had to give he's been him, that good. I call him the Shadow because, I mean, when I watched his college film, I mean, he was always right there. And when you watch him even – out there now yeah. against top or, well, higher end talent than what he faced in college. He's doing some of the same exact things that you watched him do in college. And, and he has elite speed and the guys that can stay with somebody like when I said, when I call him shadow, the guys that can't do that are the ones that don't have elite speed because they're always trying to make up for the lack of speed by maybe playing them a little bit more off. The guys that truly have elite speed, they're not worried about somebody running by them because they know they've got the speed to be able to make up and, and catch them. And that's what this young man, Tyson Campbell, has. He's a good one. And now on the back end of the Doesn't defense, have ball skills. If there's a little bit of okay. a weakness, that's the one area that okay. he's got to work on. Okay. When the ball's when in the When I say air. doesn't have ball skills, ability to knock it down. But in some cases, he's in position to where – make a play on the ball yeah. and intercept it, which is what, like Andre Sisco, he's one of the best at it. He's fantastic at it up at Syracuse. So, and the other position on the back end of the defense, free safety, Rayshon Jenkins is the starter, at least on the first depth chart. Strong safety, there are four co-starters. Josh Jones or Jared Wilson or Rudy Ford or Andre Sisco. And that's a good battle. I mean, Jared Wilson's been the starter here for a number of years. Josh Jones has been a, has a very physical element to his game. Is a little bit of a liability, I think, in coverage sometimes. But if you're going to play him in the box, he might have a little bit of an advantage. And Rudy Ford's a physical guy. Uh, Cisco is, I think, is eventually the heir apparent just because of his ball skills. 
if and, he doesn't uh, win it outright in his start of the year. Well, but you remember now he's coming back from the I knee. believe an ACL. That's you know pretty significant injury that he had. So what well, he's been out there every day as far as he I has know. been, and he and he and you know a lot of guys that you see come back, and and I've had an ACL, and and uh, and it's not easy, and there are moments where you just don't feel normal, but when you watch him you don't see any signs of him favoring that knee. So that's really good for the Jaguars from that standpoint. Great news, uh, for sure. I'm curious, on Saturday night, it's our first chance to see uh, Urban Meyer and the coaching staff in a live game situation. We always talk about the players and uh, the way they do it between the white lines on the field, but the communication between coaches, I think, will be key. And, and Urban Meyer said today that, Daryl Bevel will be in the booth this year, the offensive coordinator. Schottenheimer will be on the field, and he will communicate with the quarterback in the headset. Urban Meyer will be on the field, obviously, as well as part of that communication process. But having a, a veteran NFL uh, coaching staff around the quarterback and around the offense was important for Urban Logs to to really try to figure out how to handle a quarterback and how to handle some in-game communication and two-minute drills and, and things like that that are just different in the NFL than they are back in college. I, I think this might this might have been one of the great strengths of Urban Meyer was putting the offensive staff together. What I'm talking about is the tandem of Bevel and Schottenheimer. If you didn't have two guys like that, then you'd want to make sure that you had the strongest voice on the sideline with your quarterback. Yeah. So, in other words, if you didn't have Schottenheimer, Bevel would probably stay on the sideline because you got to have somebody that can talk to the, you know, a young quarterback. But with Schottenheimer, that gives you the luxury of, okay, now we have two people that can talk to the quarterback, one of them, and, and I'm sure that there's some type of an arrangement that they have worked out because you don't want to get two guys always in one in each ear to where it just becomes uh, where Trevor Lawrence is sitting there going, oh, my gosh, okay, can both of you stop talking? Just let me hear one. And so, But when you watch him practice, Schottenheimer is the one who does a lot of the talking directly with Trevor Lawrence and with the quarterbacks and Bevel and make sure that he doesn't overimpose himself. So, And I like having coordinators in the booth. I think it detaches from the emotion of the game and allows them to be a, a strategic play caller. Calm. And I like Very that. calm. Very calm, out of the fray. But then some coaches like to be in the fray because they feel like they have to feel their team, feel their players, find out where they're at so that they have an understanding of what they want to do. But that's the responsibility also of the coaches on the field. But overall, this is all new for this coaching staff and Urban Meyer. So this is not only preseason for the players from a lot of standpoints, but this is also the preseason for a coaching staff that has a very nice blend of college and pro experience coaches. Hey, Urban, uh, you need to challenge this call. He's never had that in his headset before, really. No, you he's know? never had. You know, and look, uh, you only have this many challenges left. Urban's no—he's right. a smart guy, well, sure. You know, and and smart guys figure things out. And if they can't figure something out, then they're going to ask for help. And Urban's able to call on lots of different people for help uh -huh. now. Okay, and perfect example is Jimmy Johnson was in the house, Hall yes, of Famer, yes, Jimmy Johnson. Congratulations to him. He was around this week, and that's what you do. I mean, if you don't know, then you ask questions so that you do know. One other person in the house this week was somebody that head coach Urban Meyer met when he toured the Out East neighborhood earlier this year. Royce Fed was his name, and 
he regularly cooks for the community on a small grill and for folks that are around in that neighborhood. It's just above the stadium here, above the Arlington Expressway. That's kind of the out east neighborhood there. Well, uh, Coach Meyer invited, invited him to practice the other day. And then Coach Meyer, on behalf of Shad Khan and the organization, gave uh, Royce a new grill. And not just a grill. This is a monster smoker, Logs. This thing was oh, unbelievable. It, uh, first of all, it was great meeting Royce. I, I, I actually got to, to drive the side-by-side <laughs> ATV, UTV, whatever you want to call it, and pull the grill out. To them, they they they, they couldn't they couldn't find a driver. The guy that was well, going to drive it. If anybody has experience driving one of those, it's so Jeff Lagerman. They're looking around and going, "Okay, wait, Lagerman ought to know how to drive a side by side. He's a redneck." So they grab me and I hop on it and we drive it out there and and uh, and it was awesome. It was awesome to see the reaction. What a cool gesture that Urban Meyer and the organization had. And this is one heck of a cooker. Let's come back in a moment. Jaguars Radio Network coverage begins. It's another hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, we'll hear from Shaq Griffin as well. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.